What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Afro Latinos. This is your co-host, Alvin. And Chandler. And we are back with a brand new episode, guys. And this is very special. This is a, an episode very special to my heart um, and, and to both of us because we have, well, to you, Cheney, because this is your show. Also, to me, because my grandfather is joining us on the show today. Uh, so everyone, audience, this is my, my grandfather, Hector Garcia. Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, fine, and you? Oh, just just great. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, Hi, Penny. Hello, hello. <laughs> Look, you're part of the family. Oh, there you go. You're part of the oh, family I got, already, Jimmy. I got it. So, uh, uh, let me... Go go ahead. I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit while you're getting yourself ready. No, I just right. there was a phone call. I had to cable. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, you're recording. Oh, shoot. That, it, that's okay. Listen, this stuff happens all the time. It's fine. <laughs> we are not professional at all. Um, so this episode, guys, is very special. Um, we've done a lot of talking on this show about identity and about race and about how we feel and how we've grown up in discovering our identities and who we are. And so this week, we wanted to offer a new perspective. Um, we've done a lot of talk uh, because of um, convenience, I think, because of who our friends are and you know where we grow up. Um, we've done a lot of exploring um, blackness and exploring what that identity looked like, but we haven't um, done our due diligence enough, I think, to talk about the Hispanic side or the Latino side of our of our show also. And I don't want anyone to feel like they're being excluded. And so as our show is called Afro-Latinos, you know, we don't want to neglect the other half. Um, and so um, Latinoness or Hispanicness, I'm not sure the great, the best word to use to describe it, but it is something that we all share um, in an identity that we all share. And so on this episode, uh, I brought my grandfather on to talk about his experiences growing up. You know, he was born in the Dominican Republic. You know, he's been in, in the United States for 50 plus years. Uh, and so we wanted to look and see, you know, you've heard Cheney talk about his life um, coming to the United States from Puerto Rico, you know, within the last 10, 15 years. And so looking at um, the immigrant experience from a, a Hispanic country to the United States from uh, an older perspective and just seeing how things are different. And we, we really are just interested in hearing, um, Pop, your thoughts on life, on America, on the immigrant experience, on on your identity as a Dominican, you know, what that means to you um, and all of that. So, you know, we're just going to let you tell your story, um, share whatever you'd like to share. And as, as questions arise or as things come up that we want to talk about, we'll jump in. Um, but you're, you're free to go. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I'll be brief in my experience in the Dominican Republic because I, I was there from my birth to, to 1964, which is, it puts me at 15 and a half years in the Dominican Republic. From what, from what I remember, uh, up until they killed the dictator in 1961, uh, life in there was a, it was a struggle for our family uh, living under the dictatorship. Why? Because my father, we were not middle class. We were not the lower end of the middle. But we, are like the, the, we were like professional. He was a tailor. So he was a little bit above uh, in regards to to the rest of to the to the lower class, so not not lower class per se, but the poor. We mm -hmm. were above a little bit of the poor. Uh, so anyway, but the problem we had was my father had a brother that he was anti-government, anti-dictatorship. So therefore, we were labeled, and that means that what that means is that the 
you did not have many people that wanted to associate with you because they don't want to be uh, singled out to be part of uh, mm -hmm. you know, against the government. So, and we had a tailor shop. So therefore, if nobody, no one wants to visit you, you have no business because you're independent work. So little by little, uh, one of the things that I have to say is that uh, we were lucky in a sense that uh, family, family, or you know, we pitch in, family pitch in, and uh, if my father went to a, to, to a brother or to an uncle or to somebody, there was always a, in other words, we didn't have welfare. Mm. The welfare in, in Dominican Republic was family, family help. So in the summer, what they used to do with us was uh, we were four brothers, and they used to t send us back. Uh, we, were, we were living the, in, the, in, the, in the city, in Santo Domingo. So in the summer after school, because they couldn't uh, afford to have us, so they used to send us to, to, the, to the capital, to Santiago, which is a city where my, both of my grandmother, my maternal and maternal grandmothers live. So they used to send the two to one side and one two to the other side. <laughs> so that's how we spent our summer. Every summer we would look forward to those trips. But, you know, we didn't know that, that why we would be sent there, but it was a, a summer vacation. And it was nice. You know, we had the river, we had this, and we had the, and it was nice. But in any event, uh, uh, after they killed the dictator in 1961, our faith started changing. Why did I change it? Because now the, 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 the history of my, of my uncle, the one that was killed by the dictator, by the way, he, he used to, they used to put him in jail for two months, beat him up, then send him out. And then once he started, he used to drink alcohol. So anytime that he got a few drinks, the first thing out of his mouth was talking about the government. And therefore there were people there on the street that they, they used to, they would, they would call, uh, uh, they used to tell the government, this guy said mm -hmm. this, this guy said this, you know, that they, we call it chivatos, people that squeal on, on other people to be in good grace with the government. But anyway, after the last time that he was, the last that he, they, in a year, he, he probably went to jail about three, three times. Uh, and then one time they came in, I remember because I was staying with him at that time. Uh, and they came in over, uh, after midnight, you know, maybe two or three in the morning and they picked him up. And, and I remember that the, the, the commotion that they tucked in the door and they said, I know we know you are there, so come out. Uh, barely I remember, but I do, I was there. Uh, and they took him out, and that was the last time that we saw him, that anybody heard of him. So after that, so so anyway, so now after they killed the dictator, now our faith started to changing. Uh, started changing. I'm sorry. Uh, I, because why? Because now the general population now saw us as heroes, because mm. we had an, uh, someone that would get killed opposing the government. So my father went to the U.S. embassy. I remember that he was killed in 1961. So by the end of 61, he went to the United States Embassy and they gave him a visa to come to America without just just get a password and we get, we're getting out of here to have a better life because of it supposedly what we suffered. And we, it was true. We, 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 we did suffer. We, we, I, I was the oldest. And in order to help, let's say I was like 14 or yeah, in the fourth. Well, I was working in, since 11. Now, since then, I was working after school and had to go to work. Why? To help with the family, to help to find the food or whatever. I used to, I, I, I was a tailor because I was, my father was a tailor. So instead of going out to play, I, they teach me how to do to, to tailoring and, and I was working. And then at night, 
at night uh, to, to get extra cash. There used to be a, 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 an afternoon newspaper, so I sold newspapers. And on weekends, I saw I, I, I shoe shine, but it, it was not uh, out of uh, for a kid getting an extra money, extra cash. No, it was to sustain the house. Mm. It was to, to, to eat. Because yeah, I remember one time I got home to school from school around one o'clock and my mother was standing there. I said, she, she said, Hector, it's tough. We haven't got anything to cook yet. I said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll, 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 I'll go. So I, I got my shoe shine box and I went to the corner and I remembered I got like maybe made like 25 cents in about an hour or two. So we went and bought the rice, uh, beans, but it was cheap. And I remember specifically there was a, there was a factory of a, of a chorizo's factory. And what they did is they, they take the peel of the bones and then they sell that because there was some meat in there. So I remember buying 10 cents of that. They give you like a bucket of bones. So my mother took, put boiling water, threw rice, threw the beans. And guess what? By four o'clock we were eating. Hmm. You know. So anyway, Just that's our life there. <laughs> that's our life there. So you're never going to hear me say, even to this day, I don't eat this. Hmm. We ate what was available. One of my brothers was the one that was picky eater. And he used to be, look at that. I, I'm even tearing up uh, uh, remembering this thing. One of my brothers was one of the picky eaters. I guess what my father used to say to him. It's Lita. My mother, the nickname mm -hmm. for my grandmother, my mother was Lita. Lita, put him more in there. Because <laughs> he said, I don't want this. He said, okay. Save him more. And you don't want you don't want you don't want this? Okay, have some more. All right, got it. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's uh, that was it. But anyway, so now he had he had a visa. He came to America, but he was not a, it was not an immigrant visa, it was a tourist visa. Mm. Uh, but he came here not as a tourist, he came to work. You know, sure. they knew he was gonna work. So he came to work, and then uh my mother stayed with us with the old four boys and, and her. She refused to come with him. Because you say, I don't want to leave my kids with anybody. So either we all go or you go to my father. You go first, you square things out, you send us money and we leave and then we join you later. And that's what happened. You know, that was the first time that now he came here. And at the end of 1962, he sent us an old TV. He sent us a refrigerator. So see how our, 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 our luck was started to change. Now, now we're getting... Every month he used to send us money from here. So now we were, I bought a new bicycle because now I didn't need to, to I didn't need to, to, to work to, for the family. And I, I, now I, now I can afford, I bought a brand new bike. Right. You know, so things started to change and, uh, and we were the, not the talk of the town, but everybody, somehow everybody just started visiting us. You know, and, and that's how it is. So now, then in 1964, my father was able to uh, get, uh, straighten out his papers in here. He became a resident. A resident is, a, is the second step before you become a citizen. So having been a resident, a legal resident, then you can petition for your relatives, your wife, your children. Huh? So then we joined him in 1964. And now you want to talk about an experience. Hmm. Now here I am. Close to 16, we arrived on a Friday, I remember. And at the airport, uh, we came through Puerto Rico. We first, we came from Dominican Republic into Puerto Rico. Why? Because it was cheaper. 
No, it was cheaper to get here. So then in Puerto Rico, when we get off the plane, we have to go to this electric escalator. We were frightened. Oh, I, we hold on to the thing, and I was saying, how oh, this thing is moving, because we never seen that. An escalator? And it's an, an electric. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so this man said to me, come on, get on. He's not going to bite you. I said, well, and, uh, well, lucky for me, it was a, a, a Spanish fellow from Puerto Rico. So we got on it, and that was a treat. So you know what I did? I went back down on the other side just to come back <laughs> up. Just, okay. <laughs> just for fun. You this might as well, fun, right? You know? <laughs> so anyway, so I'm in there. We're waiting for the connecting flight. I'm just telling you experiences, the things that, yeah. are, that how yeah. how the different culture, different language. Sure. And even though in Puerto Rico the language is, we spoke the same, spoke the same language, you know, with a different dialects, a different accent, mm -hmm. but it's still Spanish. So here I am. I bought, I bought the, I I had a, a girl, well not my girlfriend, but Yolanda, my my covering wife. She wasn't my friend, and I wanted to send her a postcard. So I I had a postcard that I purchased there. And then I wrote and I put the, the, the lady showed me how to put the stamp and thing. And then she said, she told me to go to the mailbox and put it in the mailbox. I'm standing there. She told me to go to the left, to the left, to do this. So I'm looking for the thing. I'm going, my, I'm going crazy looking for a mailbox. But we don't call it mailbox in Dominican Republic. We call it El Buzon. So there I am standing until I saw this policeman passing by. And I said to him, officer, could you, uh, uh, in Spanish. Uh, could you show me, you know, I need to mail this. I'm looking for a umbuzon or a mailbox. He said, uh, turn around. He said, hey, where is it? He said, read what he says there. He said, uh, male, male, male box. He said, that's it. You say it in English. He said, mailbox. I said, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so I, I have a question. There. Yes. You, you came to the yes and like, the 60s, right? 64. How was it? Because, you know, it was the 60s, 70s. The U.S. was still kind of, you know, they're not very friendly with the people of color back then. How was it, like, being here in that time? How, how Like, how did you grow up and stuff like that? Well, uh, it, 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 it was, okay, but it was not, especially in New York. We came to New York a place that is called Corona in Queens. And there was a lot of uh, Hispanics there, mainly Dominicans too. So we came to our, with our people. Mm. So, so therefore, but, but uh, I arrived on a Friday and by Monday I was in school. See, that I experienced, but it, uh, I can be upfront with you in my years in here. Uh, you know, you know the distinction and in school, you know, everybody congregated with their own. Uh, but mm. but but you didn't see no you didn't see no singling out. I I I be upfront with you. I, oh, I never experienced it. Okay, the best and I see and you're Puerto Rican and I don't and I, and I and I want to say this to you. Thank God that the Puerto Ricans were they knew English because they were our source. They were the ones that helped us tremendously. Mm. Because if you go to a hospital. You go to anywhere you go, the the Spanish is not as prevalent as it is today. So they used to say, like for instance, if you go to the social security office and need to to fill out a form, the guy in the phone would say, "Who speaks Spanish? Anybody speaks Spanish?" And guess who will be there 
a Puerto Rican. Let me tell you, that's without a doubt. Why? Because they were here for, first, and they knew the language, you know. And and there was a problem. No, not a problem. But they used to be everybody that spoke Spanish to, to the American people in those days was Puerto Rican. No matter what language, if Mexican, there were not that many Mexicans, but there was there was uh, uh, Colombians everywhere, and they would say, "Oh, it's a Puerto Rican." If they hear talk Spanish, they're Puerto Rican. Okay. And in school now, and, and in school, um, uh, uh, remember, I, I don't speak a word of English. So now this is my first day in school. In Dominican Republic or in other countries, you have your homeroom in school. The teachers go around to other mm. classes, like to the Spanish class, to the math tech class. They walk around the hall. The students, you have your homeroom and the people and the teachers come to you. So the first day that I'm in there, and now I had to travel from one floor to another and look for this thing, I got lost. Okay, that's the first day. I got lost between going to room to, and they gave me a thing with the, with the not real, the room numbers and things of that nature. And now I know I wanted, now I want to go take a pee. I don't know where to go. But I saw some silhouette, and I figured, well, they looked like a, because he didn't say, he just say a silhouette with like with a skirt or, 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 or a silhouette with a man. Guess what I went in? I went into the first thing that I get in and that was a ladies room because I didn't know the difference. I go in, there were three or four girls in there. They all ran out. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, maybe that's how they do it in America. <laughs> they go out and we go in. <laughs> so therefore I did what I had to do. I come out. There are the three or four girls in there. There is the principal. There was the teachers. There was like about seven people there. And I look at them and I look at mesmerized and I say, what the heck is going on? And they started, whoa, 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 yeah. I said, uh, Espanol, Espanol, you know? And they said, so now no one in that group spoke Spanish. And there was one Italian guy, but he's, he, he, one who teaches Italian, he says something in there, but hey, they had to find this American girl that was taking Spanish. And they said, okay, look for Valerie. So I guess she was popular. So they looked for Valerie. So Valerie comes over and she, she told me, she spoke, uh, and she said, ¿Qué usted está haciendo ahí? Digo yo, I, yo quería orinar. I wanted to pee. And I, yeah, but that's not for boys. That's for girls. I don't know. So, and then she told me the difference. She pointed out to me. And 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 I was I was uh, I excused myself because they said it's his first day. So they went to the principal. The principal, yeah, his first day. Blah blah blah. So they let me out. Well, they told me I have to read before I go in. Okay. Now that same day, now that it's lunchtime. Now I go. I I had another. I I had, we had a table with a Spanish guy, and he said, "Hey Hector, come over here." I said, "Yeah yeah yeah." Oh. oh. So uh, uh, in Spanish, okay? And I go into my, my father gave me 35 cents for lunch. And this, the lunch was, cold lunch was 35, 40 cents was a hard lunch. So I go in and I said, geez, so I never seen so much food in my life. So I took my tray. I started putting things in that tray. I didn't know, I had no clue that it was only 35 cents or 40 cents. Now I only have 35 cents. So I went in there, I started putting things, and I loaded that tray. A sandwich, hot plate, milk, cake, 
everything in there. I go to my cashier and I gave him my 35 cents. I said, here, I extended my hand with my 35 cents and she started blaming And everybody was laughing around me. And then, and then she get out of the cashier's desk at the, the chair, turns around, take my tray, goes back to the, to the food thing and start taking things on my tray and left me with a sandwich, a piece of cake, and the milk. <laughs> and she said, here. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, not even okay. I didn't say, I said, oh, thank you. But anyway, that was not my experience. All right. Then I started getting used to it. Uh, we, we, we were in, the, in, in, a, in a school. In, in school, in those days, they had a, a, a English for foreign students. Mm-hmm. They gave us two hours of that. Okay. And now we were all from different countries, you know, uh, Haitian, English, I mean, uh, Hindus, all kinds of people in there. My best, I became acquainted with this fellow, this, uh, we became good friends. This Italian fellow, he, he arrived the same time as me. So he had, he was in the same predicament that I was. He didn't know, we, we, we used to communicate because he's in, in Italian and now he started picking up and then we, we became acquaintances and, and, and good friends. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we used to walk, walk inside the building. We used to go from one class to another if we, if we had this, uh, uh, the same classes. Uh, but outside, the difference in those things is outside, all the Hispanics, we used to get together and talk and, you know, Scare around, or go to the go to the to to, to the park to play uh, basketball or baseball, or go to the pool hall. And, but everybody was in their group. But there was no no animosity. We just yeah, we, in baseball or in basketball, we play against each other. See that was that was that the the, the animosity. The, not a, well, but not in not in a fighting way. But it, we were mm-hmm. we were you know you pull it for competition. yourself. Competition. It was yeah, the competition. The competition, mainly competition. Okay, so there was no. There was nothing, not none of that thing. So one time, uh, one time I went to a. We used to live. The Hispanics used to live on this side of Corona, and the Italians, they live on the other side. But we used to get together at the park. The park was like in between, so that was and the, everything was there at the park, the pool hall, the, you know, the basketball play thing. So, so one time, I walked around and I wanted to see my friend. His name was Pellegrino, the, the Italian kid. And I went to his side of town, and I sat at the park where the and that was that park that particular park was in their side or the Italian side. In fact, they used to be used the Hispanics used to call him Spaghetti Park. So, oh, what is you, you oh, I got to go to Spaghetti Park? He said, "Be careful, heck with you know the Spanish guy." Talking. He said, "No, it's a friend. We are friends." Well, I'm there, and three Italian kids come over, and they confronted me. I'm sitting down, and they confronted me, and they started saying things. In English, not Italian, in English. And that's the first time that I heard that I heard that I am a speak. Because another guy said in Italian, he could, oh, don't, don't leave him alone. He's a speak. In other words, I wasn't black. Uh, mm, see? Right. So he's a speak. So I could pass because I'm not uh, African American, according to them. Okay. So, so, so they left me alone. So when I went to school the next day, I asked uh, this fellow, this uh, Dominican guy that has been here for, 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 for uh, close to a year. So he knew the language and he knew he was more familiar because I'm talking to you, to you like within two or three weeks of being in, in America. And I said to him, Luis, why did this guy call me a speak? He said, he said oh, that's what they call them, the Hispanics. They call us speak. And I said, well, what do you call the Italians? He said, oh, we call them guineas. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, okay. So the next time I saw my friend Peregrino, I said, do you know that you were Guinea? He said, he started laughing. He said, yeah, I know, and you were sick. I said, okay. So we just laugh it off. So, so that was my the, my beginning, and 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 then, uh, but I, I but I I'll be upfront, and I can tell you that uh, I did not experience, even though even though there was uh, racism in New York, has always been uh, more more under the cover than anything else. You know, it, it was only a matter of how that you behave. That that that's what distinguished. Uh, that, that's what that's that's the, the only distinction that I can remember, you know. If you if you if you if you're a rebel or whatever it is, and you always with a chip on your shoulder, uh, you have problems no matter what, you know. You're gonna have problems. But anyway, I, I never I never t- experienced any direct uh, discrimination. Uh, I was a polite kid, so I don't know. Yeah, that was that that was thing. Uh, later on in life, as I grew old. I grew up, I did experience, I did experience some uh, discrimination and, and, and uh, sad to say it was in, it was in Harlem twice, but it was, it was because I was Hispanic in Harlem. And the first time was, uh, later on when I started, you know, a number of years in America. So I started working for an airline and I, and this flight attendant, uh, we became friends, and, and she was from, from Sweden. And as you know, the Swedish people are very blondish and things. Like but she said to me, Hector, do you mind? Do you mind going to a, to a, to to Holland? I want to meet. I want to see that place, okay? And, and I want to eat soul food. And I said, Well, I, I don't know much about Holland, but I can take you. They said. So one, in one of his flights, you, she didn't live in New York. She just stood, stood here for maybe a day or two, and then she, 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 she was stationed in, in, in Denmark. So one day she said, oh, I'm going to spend three days in, in New York. So do you mind if you take me to, to Harlem? I said, of course. So we went to Harlem, and we went to this uh, place where they, sell, they had a sign that said soul food. So we went in. As we walk in, there was a bar at the entrance there, and some patrons at the bar. And and I tell you, everybody just look up, and I say, "What the heck?" I guess that's what they say. So we stood up near the, the where the restaurant was, which is about you know you walk away from the bar and the restaurant is there, and everybody just look at the, the the waitress, just told me said to just a moment she'll be with us in a moment. We stood there for about three or four minutes, and, and then she came and sat us on the table, and then she gave us the menu. And that was the end of that. She just walked around. She greeted people, come in. She was serving here. She was serving there. We were there for about, I'm going to say, maybe maybe exaggerating now, but I'm going to say about 20 minutes. From 15 to 20 minutes. And this lady did not even come close to say, what do you want? Not even a glass of water or anything. So I said to her, to my friend, I said, listen, we got to get out of here. Not because of me. But I think it's because of you. I, I, she said, but why? I said, she said, why? Uh, I'll tell you later. So we got up. And you know that no one, the waiter didn't come up and said, to me, oh, excuse me or anything. No. As we were walking around out, there was a guy at the bar. He turns around and said to me, why don't you take it where she belongs? 
I said, okay. I said, and that's those words. Always remember, he said, why don't you take her where she belongs? Wow. I said, okay. So we left. And then I explained to her, you know, you, you, I said to her, look around. How many people of your color you see around you? And she said, well, I thought Harlem was hit. I said, Harlem is hit. Which, <laughs> not, not for you. You know, I made light of it. You know, but that was, the, that was one of the few times. And the second time was, uh, I used to work with this fellow, African-American fellow, and we were very friendly. So he had a party at his house. His nickname was Pie Man. So he invited me to the party, and it was 116 in Harlem again. And I went to the party. And uh, at that time, I used to have my hair, you know, shiny. And, you know, like in those days, those, those are the style. It was not, you know, you didn't cut your hair. Right. You, you try to, to, to have your hair with the grease and you look uh, uh, straight, shiny. So guess what? I'm Hispanic and, and, and that's how my hair was at those times. I, so I went in there and I went to, to, to his house and we, it, was a, it, was a, it was a house party. And then and this lady came in and started talking to me. She wanted to know who I was. I said, oh, oh you're Hispanic. And then she said, oh, you have nice hair. I said, oh, thank you. And then, and then she, she asked if I wanted uh, anything to drink. I said, yeah, I'm having, I'm having a beer. So we started a conversation, and this other guy comes in, which happened to be her, either her boyfriend or her friend, and she said to him, what are you talking to him for? And she said, oh, he's a nice fellow. His name is Hector. I don't care what his name is. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's a Latino. He's a, I don't care what his name is. Why are you talking to him? Okay. And then he asked me, are you from around here? I said, no, I'm from Queens. You know, well, you got no business in Queens. In, 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 you got no business in Harlem. You know, go get your own. You go. What did he say? He used to work either senoritas or something like that. So when you go after your own senoritas, and the and the the girl was very uh, polite. She said, she said to him, "Oh, come on, don't be nasty. You know, what, what's your problem?" Uh, but I went to Pie Man and I said, "Pie Man." I'm sorry, I got to leave. He said, why, Hector? You just, you just got here a few minutes ago. I said, no, I got to leave. I don't feel well. But I bet. You know. and, and then um, when we went back to work, he was a, a co-worker. And I, said, he's, I told him, I said, oh, you didn't pay attention to those guys, man. He probably had a few drinks. I, said, I understand that. But I didn't want any. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want confrontation. Let me come. <laughs> I, I don't want confrontation. Okay? Right, right. So, so that's what it was. It was mostly like territorial. Mm-hmm. That I experienced. You know, and oh, and 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 I experienced another a third time. See, I wasn't married then, and and I, I was I went I, I, this girl from from El Barrio. El Barrio was Harlem, but on the other side, the Hispanic Harlem they call it. See, because Harlem was divided into the west side was a Harlem African American, the east side is Harlem uh, Hispanic Latin American. So guess what? This lady, this girl. Uh, uh, she wanted to go out to a movie. She wanted to go to a movie, and she had me to pick her up. I didn't have a car, but I went by train. As I went up, got off the train, uh, again, two guys that looked like back, looked like hoodlum, and you know whatever it was. But they were not. They they were they were they were looking for problems. They came in and they approached me, and they asked me. You don't look at you like you're from around here. Where are you from, boy? I say, I'm from Queens. And I'm very polite. I'm from Queens. What are you doing around here? Well, 
I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to pick up my friend and we're going to go to the movies. Who is your friend? I didn't even, I didn't even say to him, what do you care? Because I didn't want to antagonize those guys because there were two, one to the left and one to the right. And I said, uh, well, I came here to pick up so-and-so. He said, no, these are our girls. You don't, you don't come here to pick up our girls, especially where are you from? I said, I'm from Queens. He said, no, no, you go to Queens and, and get your girl from Queens. You don't, you don't come in here to get our girls. Okay. So if you want, and then he says something menacing. Yeah, uh, if if you if you if you do what's best, do something that you know. So anyway, I left. I went down to the subway. I called her up, and I said, "Listen, do you want to come down? I'm waiting. To, I'm waiting you at the subway station." <laughs> he said, "There is some guys in there. They they don't want you to go out with anybody from other other than than here." And she said, "Oh, come on, Hector, you paying attention to those guys?" I'm paying attention because those guys look menacing. And uh, life, I say, I'm not here for trouble. And it's best, and it's best, that's been my motto. And it's best, if you can avoid trouble, avoid it. That doesn't right. make me less of a man or more of a man. If I have no, if I had, if I can help it, then of course. Because in Dominican Republic, I was a fighter because we used to live in neighborhoods that were aggressive. As a matter of fact, I still have a, 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 nick, a mark in my forehead of my last fight in Dominican Republic that I was beating this guy and somehow he took, another guy came in with a piece of wood and hit me in the head in there. But I was beating this guy because I used to, I used, in there, when you live in some, in some neighborhoods, everybody, you have to, and I was tall. And one of the things on your tall is the shorter guys, it's like a feather in their cap if they can beat up a tall guy. Because, you know, it, they have the Napoleonic conflict, conflicts, complex. Always but it's, eh? I think that was his computer. I don't know. What the heck? What was that, Jenny? I don't. I'm putting him to bed to sleep. No, someone <laughs> pressed on my computer and it started speaking for itself. I don't know what it was. Okay. Anybody have any questions? I do. Yeah, go ahead. Um, how long did it take you to learn English? Well, in those days, it took me. I'm going to say three months to comprehend and to understand because in those days there was no Spanish television uh, and very few people spoke in, in, in English. So, and in school, they gave you two hours and then, and then everywhere you went, you always with somebody uh, that spoke the language. So you, but do you have to speak English? Uh, the, sec, the, the, the third time I did another incident uh, in school. I forgot about it. Uh, in the in the in the in the English class, uh, now they they moved me after after this is after 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 uh, two or three months they took me. I was getting Spanish uh, English for, for foreign students, but I was also uh, no no I'm sorry it was in the geography class that the uh, the teacher was this tall fellow, uh, Mr. Kinman that was his last name. So one time, I wanted to go to to, to take it to 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 the bathroom, and I asked. The guy next to me, his name was Louis. This is the guy that was here for long, longer, much longer than I was. I said, Louis, how do I ask, how do I ask Mr. Kinman permission to go to the bathroom? He said, Oh, that's easy. Just raise your hand and say, Mr. Kinman, son of a bitch. <laughs> so guess what I did? 
Yes, Garcia. He used to he used to mimic. He used to mimic because he wanted us to learn. Yes, Garcia, stand up. I said, Mr. Kinman, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, he turned red. He, he walked over to me, grabbed me by the arm, drove me down to the to the to the to the principal's office. They had to call. They had to call uh, my translator. And then after it all said it, Louis, Louis got uh, <laughs> suspended for a week. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I wanted to go to the bed. And Louis told me to say this. And you don't know what that is? I said, I don't know. I thought I, thought I was going to ask him permission to go to the, to the bathroom. No, 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 no. Hey. But anyway, so then at that point, they come up with this small dictionary. And the teacher, the principal, opened my arm, my arms like this, put the dictionary in here, and then he lowered my arm, my arm and said, see that? Everything, everywhere, you look up in there. Don't ask anybody. You look it up in the dictionary, and then you do what you have to do. But I don't want to see you without that dictionary. That's it. No more. <laughs> he told Valerie, was that my translator, Valerie. And they also come up with a thing that they put me in some of Valerie's classes. Plus my two hours of, of, of foreign student, like my geography, and they I had she had the, they put me, I think it's one or two of her classes. So that I so they I, I stayed out of trouble from there. From then on, I was here. But anyway, but it took me like three months to comprehend. And then the, my other two brothers, the youngest one, they picked up the thing in, in, in a in a month and a half over there. They they were they were very good at it. Mm. You know. My 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 the, the one that follows me, him and I, we, we took longer because he, you know, I was fifteen and a half and he was like fourteen, so it took us longest, longer, you know. But uh, but but it was good in those days, you know. And and I tell you another thing that because I I started to enjoy things in 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 my neighborhood, uh, in, in the street where they have all the merchants and all the uh, businesses. I saw there was a sign that says, "Se habla español." Instead of speaking, se habla español because everybody spoke English. So I said, oh, let me have some fun in here. So I went in and I asked the lady, the, who's the guy that speaks Spanish? So they pointed out to this fellow and it, we started talking, you know, and they saying, hello, how you doing? You know, where are you from? Said, oh, okay. And then he said to me, what, what can I do for you? He said, no, nothing. I just want to speak Spanish. He said, what the heck are you talking Get out of here. <laughs> I'm working, man. <laughs> you <laughs> Well, the sign said, say, I'm Spanish. Yeah. I know, but I, you want to buy <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> but anyway, I, I have fun. I, I tell you, I have fun. Maybe it's my, my demeanor, but I, I, I was able, I was able to, to uh, mix up with the, each group. I, I had no problem. You know, the, uh, I, I was very, like from school, this girl, Valerie, okay, she invited me to a, to a house party at her house. And I and at that time, the Beatles were very popular. Okay, now Valerie was African American, so everybody in her party was African American, of course. And I show up with an album. An album is what you. I don't know if you guys know what an album is. It's like a cassette. No, it's, it's where you have an album is those those plastic things that you play with it. <laughs> and guess what, what? What? Guess what? I show up with the Beatles. Mm-mm. Nobody there wanted any part of the Beatles because that's. I, I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't show up with Marvin Gaye. I didn't show up with the Temptation. 
I need to show up with uh, Little Richard and the and the Miracle, the Beatles albums, A Hard Day's Night, and all almost all night long I try to play a song from the Beatles. Guess what? He <laughs> said, "No, heck, later, 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 later." <laughs> um, I I have a I have a couple questions. Um, Go ahead. I'm trying to think of of the order that I want to ask them. Um, so while we're on the topic of, I guess, getting along and um, English and learning, I guess that's a good place to go next. Um, so obviously, so, and I didn't say this at the beginning, but this is my mom's dad. Uh, and so, um, you know, you had three kids, right? So you have Hector, you have my mom, and then you have Alvin. So growing up, she always told me stories of of, you, of growing up in, in New York and growing up with the family. So um, all of your kids had to learn English, right? They, they, so they all speak English perfectly with, and none of them really have much of an accent, a Spanish accent, because they grew up, I guess, speaking English. But what was it like growing up? Because even grandma, she doesn't, you know, Mumu doesn't speak much English. She's getting a lot better now, but... You know, what was that like? Because you spoke English and you raised your kids to speak English. Um, but but my grandma, she doesn't and didn't for so long. So what was that like, like at home? Well, the problem, the, it was not a problem, but here it is. Uh, uh, my wife, it, it, that was my fault because I sheltered her. Okay. So she did not have to, I did everything. I had to take the kids, my children, since they were born. I'm the one that took them to, to school. I'm the one that, because I used to work afternoon. So I had the whole morning. So I'm the one that took them to the, to the doctors. I'm the one that did everything. Their first day of school, kindergarten, whatever, it was me. So I was always there. Hector, my, my, my oldest, he did not speak English. He is, he, 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 when I put him in school in, 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 in first grade, he went to kindergarten. So that doesn't matter. But in first grade, at that time, the government came up with this thing that they they're going to teach uh, uh, Spanish uh, Spanish to Spanish to anybody with a, with a Spanish surname. They were going to put them in bilingual classes. But I had a I had a lawyer, a friend, and she was Italian, and she, we were good friends. And she told me, she said to me, uh, "Listen, the government come up with a mandate to to give bilinguals." Uh, bilingual education to 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 anybody with a Spanish surname. Don't let don't let them do that to your children. Because I'm gonna tell you what the what what are they doing. They want to keep your they want to keep your your race down. And by doing that, why 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 I'm saying this? Because now your child is going to grow up in America, which is an English speaking country, and he's gonna speak what does it what does he need Spanish to in the in the in the working in the in the in the business world? In his English. So therefore, my child is going to be the head of the office and your kid is going to be subservient. Mm. So no, she said, no, Hector, don't let them do that to your kid. Your kid is American. He was born in the U.S. Okay, so his name is Garcia, but that doesn't mean that he had to take, because that, that was a, a lower class education. He was not at the same level as the other, the others. And that's what they're trying to do. So I went to the principal, the, and I told the principal that I didn't want my child in, in bilingual classes. He said, why not? It's a mandate. I said, yeah, but I don't want him in there. I need, if I had to sign anything, I'll sign it. So reluctantly, he gave me the form and I signed it. So they took Junior, uh, that's a, my, my oldest, 
out of that and they put him in regular classes. You know, I said, all he, in one month, let me say, he was, he was just, he was talking English like the rest of the kids. And, and then the same thing with Darlene. Darlene, I didn't experience that because I knew from the beginning I, didn't, I don't want her. But I, 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 the other thing that we had is that he, my wife's mother and my mother, they used to babysit for us. So therefore, they didn't speak English. So the kids, they have to speak Spanish. So their first language in all, all of them was uh, Spanish. Mm-hmm. They learned English at school, you know, in first grade, whatever. But that's what they know. But they were little. So you know. my oldest one, my, my youngest kid, he did not like Spanish. So therefore, he was reluctant. Alvin, he was reluctant mm-hmm. to speak Spanish. But when he, when, he, when, he was, when he was with his grandmother, he had to, you know. So I told, for instance, Yolanda's mother, I told her, I said, listen, when he asks you for something, don't hand it to him. Ask, let him ask you. Because otherwise, he's never going to learn Spanish because he doesn't like it. So, and I said to her, see the milk? Don't put it on the lower shelf. Put it on the top shelf. Let him tell, let him ask, call you and ask you to give you a, a, a lecture. See, so so I, I did that because mm-hmm. he's he. That's why he see if you talk if you talk to him Spanish, he has a, a, a he has an accent. Uh, well, yeah, but he he missed he missed the birds, you know. Mm-hmm. But 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 because he never liked it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, 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 about five years ago. He had a job, and Yolanda's friend had a restaurant. They were looking for someone to take orders. They needed someone that speaks English and Spanish because it was a restaurant. And you know, and you know, he quit in two days. You know why he quit? I don't understand those Spanish people because they're from El Salvador, and they don't, I don't understand what they say. No, <laughs> they say it's a, it was a problem. It's a, it's a hard time to, to understand what these people are talking about. But anyway, <laughs> but that's why that's why uh, they they spoke Spanish at the beginning. And, and I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure. And also, see, I was very, I was very uh, protective of them. Okay, in year after the, after the bilingual thing, then the government came up with a thing that like uh, busing. They were busing kids from from poor neighborhoods to bring them to 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 to, to white neighborhood or to better schools. And again, uh, again, my friend called me. And he told me, Hector, the same, the same thing. Okay, you know what to do. I said, of course I know what to do. I went back to the principal. Because they, they busing him from where we live to another neighborhood, okay, where they have better schools. And now those kids were exposed because you see it on the TV, the other parents demonstrating because they're bringing this kid over to our school. They, 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 they're damaging our school. They got kids with, see? And I, and I, and I saw that one day. They were, they, 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 you know, they used to call it busing, bus kids from one school to another. So I went back to the principal. I said, I don't want my kid to be bus. He said, well, that's a federal mandate. I said, I don't care. It's my child. So so what are you going to do? I said, He's gonna, I'm going to take him out of school. If you, if you don't, if he had to be bus from here, then I'm taking him out of school. And then he said, well, they're going to send the cops to you. But I'm not saying he's not going to school. He's just not coming to this school. <laughs> he's going to go to another school. Mm-hmm. You know, so I put him in parochial school so i still i still feel that that smirk on his face because he thought he won <laughs> and i said no he's not coming to this school but he's going to go to another school okay so i put him in the parochial school 
and, and I tell you how, and I tell you how protective I was because I know that schooling is the is the is the main thing. The schooling is the is the is the thing that breaks the barrier that breaks discrimination. Right. right. Okay. That's 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 the thing. That's the barrier that that no matter how 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 vicious uh, you are, when you say to someone you treat him politely, you say good morning, sir. Well, I, I, it's my belief. Okay, education is the key to over to overcome all those all those things and show these people that we're not like what they think they are. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I I went to the parochial school and sure, and then Darlene also went to there. And now, and now the other problem we were having is that we started, we started a, a, on that day, there was a lot of demonstrations in, in other, in other, in other communities. I know they were burning Brooklyn, they were burning the Bronx, they were burning here. And our, and now all those people were running from those places and they were coming to our, our neighborhood. And I saw that, and I saw that, I saw that, I said, oh no, we got to get out of here. So that's how we end up on Long Island. I said, we got to go to the better schools where we have control of the school. Because in here, we pay for the school. Mm. But we have, but it's better education. It's more, I got to tell you, there's, there was not, and it's true. You know, we have, a, we have a cousin that was born the same day that my son, my oldest son was born. And he stayed in that school district. And Hector was here. He picked up. Unfortunately, he picked up all the bad vibes of those of the neighborhood because all these people were coming in with the drugs, with the thing, with the down, and the neighborhood went down the down the hit. And this kid today, he 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 took so much of that drug and things that his mm. brain was, was mm. toasted. And to this day, he lives he lives in in, in one of those warehouses. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Some of those houses where they put these people that, you know. So that's sad. But yeah. why? He did not have, well, it was unfortunate because his, his parents, his father abandoned the, the family. So he didn't have the, 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 the male force to help him out. But anyway, what was his other question? Uh, <clears throat> the other question was, so you talked about kind of your experience and you not experiencing discrimination, racism, any of that kind of stuff in America. I've heard not directly, not directly, okay. Right, right, not, not directly, directly to you. But I've I've heard things about um the Jimmy the Dominican Republic and I just wanted to know if it's true or if this was your experience while you were there. Was I'm... there was there discrimination even within like so a couple episodes ago we talked with um with uh two uh, women of color Two, uh, one is a an immigrant from Liberia and another one is black. She's from Philly. And, you know, we talked about this idea of colorism. So even within a race, you know, some people have a uh, negative feelings towards darker um, complexions compared to lighter complexions, even though they may be black that, you know, the color spectrum, if you will, they have, some people have problems in between that. Do you, did you experience any of that in the Dominican Republic? Like, was there, like, was when I think about, for example, yourself and, and Abuela with, I, I call her Mumu Cheney, that's in everyone. That's my, that's the name I've called my grandmother since forever. Um, so, you know, you're much darker complexion than she is. So yes. was there any, when you guys were starting to get together, um, you know, was there animosity there was it a problem was there you know we think about um 
uh, interracial relationships and how at the beginning of, you know, when that really started to be a, a, a thing, I guess, I don't know what they say, but, um, you know, there's sometimes problems with that. So was there any type of issues in the DR or here with yourself? Was that your experience? Is that, if that makes sense? Well, I, I want to tell you about Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic, okay, they have, a, they have historically, okay, they have a, a, a problem with the, with the dark skin. To them, okay, they don't. Dominican Republic Domin, during the dictator, he wanted to lighten up the race, okay. And what he started doing, he started importing importing uh, Europeans, uh, because he wanted to darken the uh, to lighten up the race. And 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 even though he was, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to say he was white because, but he is. He used to powder himself. So you never saw him in, in a dark complexion. But he also he was a little he was light skinned, but according to him he was white. And they and and yet in his family, one of his brothers, from the same father, from the same mother, he was dark. He was the only one dark. So Dominicans, and they also have a problem with Haitians. Haitians are dark skinned; they are black. Mm -hmm. Okay, Dominicans they don't consider themselves black. They used to, you know, they used to change. If, like, for instance, in your identification during the dictator, nobody put black in their as a, as a in their documentation. Everybody put either light light Indian or dark Indian. In other words, they have this thing. They don't want to be called. They don't want to be labeled black. Mm -hmm. Okay, but and that's a history. Dominican Republic has a lot of discrimination, and how they do discriminate? They're not gonna. They know. They don't. They're not going to discriminate you, on, 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 but they do. They do. They have. Oh, look at this black guy. Even on television, you, if you look at the television in, in their music, in the in in, in, in they write, but it's not. It's it's considered like a, it's not considered a discrimination, but they point it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. In fact, I used to I used to remember, I used to remember. Uh, a saying during the dictatorship, I used to remember that dictatorship that they used to say uh, that being white is a profession. Mm. In other words, you don't need to study. If you're white, that's all you need. It's a It's like a profession, and it was true. They had a guy at a television at, a, at a, one of the television stations. They had this guy that was, uh, but he could consider like he could, he could be considered white because he's got very fair skin. And yet this guy was the, he used to guys with the greed, the people that they, they, and get, and that's one of the, the examples that it was pointed out. Why does he have that job? Because he was white. He couldn't read, he couldn't write, but he was white. So one time I took it, I was that, having an, I always have those arguments with, with, my, with, my, with, my, with my, my, my friends, because we do have two families and they both, you know, you have like for instance on my father's side, it was the darker ones, and then mm -hmm. my mother's side is the white ones. Okay, and, and then I, I used I took an uncle of, of mine one time we were in Dan Santo Domingo and we were having that discussion, and I said, okay, let's go to where all the all the merchants and all the all, all the businesses are, and you're gonna see that the people up front are all light skin, the people in the back, the messengers, the the, the one cleaning the floor, they all dark skin. 
And he, we were arguing that. So we went to about three banks and, and businesses. And he said, Jesus, yeah, you're right. I said, yeah, they don't discriminate, but they do it. Eh. Like, for instance, if you were going to get a job and they have on the newspaper, you know how the newspaper would say? We need, we need receptionists. Please, if you don't send a current photograph, do not send the application. Mm. What do you think they were looking for? Your, your, your complexion. No, your complexion. The same thing, they discriminate about the hair. People in America don't know that, but the hair. If your hair was, I'm going to use like the kinky, 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 mm-hmm. no matter what color you are, you're black. Hmm. Okay. They have, they, have, they have this thing, which is, 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 is wrong. But that's what they are. Oh, and I'm going to tell you something that, that I, I'm going to tell you this. Because before I came here, you know, in there with the with the with the sun beating on you 365 days a week, you know, you you're gonna be dark. Well, right, right. in my in my in my documents, I used to put down when the color, mm-hmm. uh, I used to put light Indian. Until I came to America, this is the this is when I, in 1965, I had to register because in those days they had the selective service. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to. Everybody eighteen and, and over had to register for. At eighteen, you had to register for for the army. So I registered and I went to the to the to the to the to the base. They give you an indoctrination and tell you what you are, how good of a citizen you are, because you blah blah blah. blah. I, when I fill out my application, the the, the 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 thing said when it came to race, it said white, black, and then said other. In those days, that's what they had, other. So guess what I checked? I checked other. Because to me, I was light Indian. I was not black. According right. to me, I was not black. And I wasn't white. So the full, the room is full of people. And then the sergeant comes up. And he said, Hector Garcia. I said, yeah. He said, uh, I'm going to tell you part of right to you what he said. What is this shit other? I said, well, I'm, I'm Hispanic. He said, bullshit. You're black. I said, thank you, sir. <laughs> no, I said, to him, thank you, sir. The whole room just started bursting laughing. I said, okay. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was in 65, so my English was, was, was comprehensible, but, you know, I was still learning. I, I right. had not even a year, you know. Uh, I, I, and then later on, they said, those who, those who uh, stand up, those who, do, those who do not speak English properly. I stood up. And you know, he said to me, he said, you know what he said to me? He said, I said, what is your name? I said, Hector Garcia. Ah, you speak, you speak English. Don't worry about it. And then, he, and then he said, and then he said, don't worry. The Vietnamese don't speak English either. So you'll be okay. Because <laughs> there was a war against Vietnam in those days. <laughs> so he said, ah, oh, don't worry. The Vietnamese don't speak English either. So you'll be okay. You don't, you're not going to need English in there. <laughs> so, you so anyway, so to this day, I think I'm the only Dominican that everywhere I, I put black and everywhere I put African American black. And one time when I went to work for TWA, when I was filling out my application, the lady that was taking the application, she was a Latina, and she said to me, Hector, why didn't you put black? You're not black. I said, listen to me. I said, listen, don't try to confuse me here. The sergeant said that I was black, and I'm sticking with that. Okay? I'm sticking with that. I'm black. It's okay. So Forget about. It. Don't tell me that I'm not black. Okay, I don't. I went over there. I went over that. 
So anyway, to this day, that's my that's my race. You know, you know, ethnicity I put Latin, yes, but race I put black. I had no problem with that. No. But in the in the in the Latin community community, there is there is there's not there's mostly class class discrimination, yes, and color discrimination to some extent. You're gonna get invited to, to, to people, you're gonna get invited to the party, you're gonna get invited to this. But if you I'm, I'm telling you what about back then, if you bring uh let's say for instance a, 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 a white girl brings it to their family, it's gonna have some repercussion. <laughs> She's gonna have some saying about the family. She's gonna have because I I, I my grand my own grandmother, my mother's mother, they were Spaniards. So they are, you know. Fair complexion, very. They're Spaniards, okay. That's mm-hmm. their background. And you know what she told me, one time, to marry a light-skinned woman. To better the race, and I, mm-hmm. I'm sad to say that, but I mean that's what she told me. I said, "Oh no, what's the difference?" She said, "No, because you know." Yeah. I said, "Okay, you know." But uh, but yet, you guess who she married? My grandmother, on on her side, on my mother's side, she had three different husbands. One of them was as dark as charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, so so I I asked her, so why did you marry this guy? So he, it's for it's because of him that we came out black. And she said, well, I, I, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> I have, I have, you know. But yet, but they, yeah, but they do. They, 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 I'm not saying that they discriminate you, or, but they do. There's distinction, okay? Right. There is. There is. Okay. There's distinction, you know. There is distinction, but they do. They look for all kinds of things, you know. The hair, even that, even even guys that are fair skin, that that could pass as white, if their hair is not, uh, it's like like a little kinky. I, I, I know if I'm if I'm disrespecting anyone by saying that was a word, but it's, but I'm going to tell you what, because I'm talking from the past. Okay, mm-hmm. they will not consider him <laughs> if he was, if he was, if he have fine hair. He will. He could pass as white, but with, if he didn't have that white hair, no, they had another mm. name for him. They had another name for him. Okay, hmm. <laughs> they had they had this station for everything, you know. <laughs> and they have music. They have the merengues, merengues like that, you know. But anyway, go ahead. Ask me questions. I'd rather Can you guys you... ask me questions. Can you have anything else to ask? Anything that comes to mind? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> I think the the one thing, and we've kind of touched on it, I think, a couple of times, but just as a, a kind of a way to wrap up so we can, you know, we don't want to keep you all day because I'm sure you could tell I, the stories all day. Listen, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> and I, we're, I know I'm, I, you know, I, I'm going to speak for I'm both enjoying. of us, but I'm enjoying listening. This is, you know, we don't often get to have these conversations, but um, what does, um, I don't know how to ask it right. What does it mean to you to be Dominican? Like, how does that shape who you are? How has it shaped your life? Um, why do you feel like that is important to you, if that makes any sense as a question? Well, I, 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 I'm a naturalized U.S. citizen, but I'm Dominican, you know, because I was born there. And uh, I'm, I can probably say that, uh, no, I'm Dominican. I, I, I don't... I, I, I will I will adhere to the to the to the 
to the U.S. Okay, but I have to say that Dominican because I was born there. And I asked that to my to my oldest brother, my oldest son. I asked him that, that question. He said, why did you identify with Dominicans? He said, well, because of you. You were born there. I said, okay. You know, he's, he's like his merengue. He like the Latin music. He like, you know, and he was born here. Mm -hmm. you know. So it's, it's, it's a tradition. Let's, let's say tradition, you know. Let's say tradition. Uh, the, 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 and, and a lot of people condemn the Dominican Republic for being uh, for discriminate against the Haitians, but I used to think that way also until I had a I had a a, a reunion with some friends one time that I went to the Dominican Republic uh, in a family gathering, and I was defending the Haitians, uh, and, and then they they cleared it out for me. He said, Hector, it's not so much we discriminate against the Haitians because of their color, because Dominicans are the same color. It's called patriotism. Mm -hmm. Because remember that Haiti uh, invaded the Dominican Republic, and they 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 they, they ruled the Dominican Republic for two for twenty two years. So so they have to fight the Haitian and throw. They 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 took over the Dominican Republic, and they wanted everybody. They they stopped the intermarriages. They stopped the, They wanted to stop the the, the Spanish language. They wanted to everybody to speak Creole and and, and, and Haitian because they, according to them the island belongs to them, mm. the whole island. So so we threw them out in nineteen four in eighteen forty four, and and today, the the uh, Dominican Republic celebrates Independence Day from Haiti, because it's true we, we, they had to throw them out and and that's when became Dominican Republic. So they 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 became a republic by throwing them out. And, and 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 see, so so they they clear it out for me because I was I was because uh, they 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 were saying a whole bunch of bad things, and he said, but it's not so much discrimination, because if you look at the Dominicans, and you stand the Haitian next to Dominican dark Dominican, it's the same thing, mm -hmm. but but they say it's patriotism, that's the same thing, and the dictator, in his haste to 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 clear to 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 to, to clear the race or to to. To make it, uh, uh, I don't know, to become less less black. In 1937, the Haitians were moving the, the crossing the border, you know, just like the Mexican crossed the border. Well, he sent the army to the border to kill any Haitian. Oh, they gave him an ultimatum: either you go back or, or they kill him. And they did. They did. A, they did a, a massacre there. And mm -hmm. uh, and and now. And now he sends his the guard that he sends there, they were all black as black. So how do you distinguish who's who, who 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 is a Dominican black or Dominican Haitian? They used to be, because they speak uh, uh, Creole or French. They have it. There is certain words in Spanish, uh, like for instance, the 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 they, they cannot say the R mm. in the French language. They cannot say the R, the double R. So what did they have? They used to stop this, stop a guy that was, you know, dark skin, and they asked him, "Say, say ferrocarril." He couldn't say it, so he was Haitian. So they either kill him or throw him, put him in a truck, and send him back to Haiti. Wow. And they kill a lot of people. Up to this day, I don't think anybody knows the amount of people that they that he was killed. You know, but uh, but there is the Dominican and, and the Haitian. They always had that that thing, but 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 Dominicans Dominicans per se they're they're good. 
They're good people because most of the Haitians that are living in the Dominican Republic, they don't have papers and they give them jobs. You know, they are, they're better workers than the Dominicans. But the Dominicans are playing dominoes and the, and the Haitians are working. So you figure that out. <laughs> so, you know, they, 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 all the, most of the construction in there is done by Haitians. But anyway, but that's the, that's the history of the Dominican Republic. It's, it's, it's a very complex history in the, in the, in the, uh, in the geography and also in the race. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they pay too much attention to the, to the, to the color. If you look at Dominican TV, you're going to see it mostly a, a European looking people, you know, and you're going to see some black, but yeah, menial roles and things of that nature. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. In, in there, in there. But like every, they have like a role. Like for instance, if you look at the army, the army is dark, mostly dark Dominican. If you look at your music, it's mostly dark Dominican. But if you look at your bankers and your things of that nature and the, and the guys in power, in the government, not dark Dominican. There was a time in 2000, in, in the 19, 1985 or 1990 been there. In fact, of the history of the Dominican Republic, there only has been one dark, dark-skinned president in their history of 200 years. Okay? And and what happened in the 1980 or 1985, somewhere in there, there was this guy that was very popular, and uh, but he was very, very dark. And he won the election. And you know that the current president nullified those elections. Same what Trump was saying. They said there was fraud. So they nullified the election. And with the help of the U.S. government, because it was going to be like a revolution, they came in and they, 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 they came up with a, an agreement. So they had to celebrate another election. Okay? So... So the guy that won at that time was a little like my color, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. A little, yeah. So that was acceptable. The other guy was not accepted wow. by, by the by the by the oligarchs. So it goes to show you. So there had never been a real, real African American type, only one, only one. He was not a good president, but it was only been one. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a good guy. He was a dictator. <laughs> Right. He was a dictator, <laughs> you know. So anyway, so they, so how being a Dominican, I'm proud of it uh, for, for for two reasons. In the in the sixties, when Dominicans started immigrating after the, the killing of the dictator, uh, most of the Dominicans that came to this country were hard workers, hard workers in the factories, in the businesses, and uh, and, and 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 in the uh, and they used to the factories. All you have to say, if you're working in the factory, all you have to say to the foreman is, listen, I have a cousin that's coming in uh, from the Dominican Republic. He's looking for a job. And all they said to him, oh, bring him over. That's all they said. Why? Because they knew they were hard workers. Uh, and, and they were, they were, they were very uh, uh, industrious, business-like. Uh, okay? And that's one of the things that we say uh, about, you see, Puerto Ricans were here first. And then when Dominicans started coming in, the, the, the Puerto Ricans started hiring them to run their to run their bodegas and their businesses. And next thing is, like I'll give you an example of New York. All the bodegas, you know what a bodega is, right? 
like the place where you work. That's where the bodega is. Where all the bodegas in here in the Bronx, in Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Queens, owned by people from Puerto Rican descent because they spoke English and they knew. So the mistake that it was made that they made was that they hired this Dominican to run their bodegas, to run their businesses. And next thing is they bought them out. So today, mm. today in New York, if you find five people, well now now the Hindus are coming in and the, and the Pakistanis, so they're taking over now. But most of the bodegas and the supermarkets in New York, in New York City, are owned by Dominicans. So they're very industrious. You, you know, you give them a you give them a, a, a break, a break, and they're going to take advantage of that. Mm. You know, because they 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 work. I mean, they're very industrious. But that was that was a, that was a, that was a well a mistake that most of the people from Puerto Rico when they, mm. they own those businesses that they make, <laughs> they put them in charge, and the next thing is they own the they own the. But but because they were nice people, I mean the right. the, the, the business that they, they were nice, they were going to hire these people, and they were good workers. So, but anyway, any other question? I'm open. I actually, for once, think I'm out of questions. Huh? I I, <laughs> I said for once, I don't think I have. I don't. I don't think I have anything else to to ask. I think okay. I'm all questioned out. Yeah, well, anyway, so, so anyway, so anyways, as far as the race relation here with me, with the, the in, in the United States, once I started, uh, uh, I, I can tell you that I have not, no, I have not, and, and, and I have uh, uh, most of the people uh, of work, I had an incident when I, I, I used to, I started working for this company called, an airline called Pan Am, and the very first day that I reported there, uh, I, I, I started, uh, we started in the mail room. I used to be a typist and then I was downgraded to the mail room. Uh, and and the, uh, the fellows that were there, I'm going to say to you, they were may, maybe, let me see, three African-American and two Hispanics and me and then another guy from Mexico. So three African-Americans, two Hispanics and about 10 guys, the rest of white, the, the, the foreman, everybody was white. So the first day I come in, you know, the, the manager introduced me to everybody. The white guys said to me, Hector, we're going to show you lunch. Come on, come with us. We're going to go to lunch. And I noticed that in the cafeteria, uh, all the whites got two tables and they all sat in one table and, and they invited me with them. The, 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 the Hispanic guy was sitting in another table by himself and the three uh, uh, African-Americans were in a table. But they invited me to go up there and they showed me the cafeteria they, and they sat with them. We go, yeah, okay. So when I went downstairs, the 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 three the three African American guys they they said to me, "What? We're not good enough to, for you to sit with us?" I said, "Well, they invited me to sit with them. Why didn't you guys come over?" He said, "Oh no, we don't sit with those guys." I said, "Well, then, then you know." So that's what I was sitting, and I not and we were friends downstairs. We kid around and everything. One guy was a Panamanian, and the other one other guy was. Uh, uh, was from, from 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 the south, I think it was. I went, two other ones were from, like from the south. But I'm mm. saying is, I don't know. I don't know why. Well, like for instance, the guy that got me this house, the location, when I was looking for a house, I had no clue about Long Island. The only time that I crossed the border to go to come to Long Island was one time that I came to the beach. 
So this fellow, who's of German descent, we were good friends in, in our in, in the airlines, and we also we became good friends in any way. He invited me to his house, and and then one time I was telling him that I wanted to leave Queens because of the problem with the school, and he said to me, "Oh, you got to go to Long Island," and I, and he brought me to Long Island to his house. He showed me around, and then he said to me, "I'm going to find you a place where you're going to be, where you're going to be." Comfortable. We're not going to have the problems of. They send me, send me uh, remarks through through your through your website, or, or, uh, and I'd be glad to answer some questions. You know, but uh, again, to surmise, I cannot tell you. That I that I've been directly discriminated or whatever you know I had incidents. Mm-hmm. It's all just people that I you know those people are eh, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. They, they, you know that 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 was not actually it's something that that could happen to anyone, right? You know, but it was not like directly direct discrimination. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I thank you. Thank you for the opportunity Absolutely. to share, and uh, I, I wish you good luck, guy. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. I I, I appreciate it. I love listening. I don't. I, I, you know what? As long as you know, and it's been hard, of course, because you live in New York, I live in Pennsylvania, and it's been this way for my entire life. So, you know, there's not a lot of times that I've gotten a chance to hear a lot of these stories. So, even though you know you're my grandpa, there's a lot of that I don't know, and uh, and so I appreciate you coming on today and joining the show and. And I'll definitely have to come visit and just sit and listen to more stories because I had a great time. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Take care. Bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. How do you turn these off? <laughs> I'll, I'll kick you out. Oh, okay. All right. Bye, Bob. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Oh, by the way, how's your father? He's good. He's good. He's home. He was just with his parents for the last couple of days. He just came home like he was home just before 2 o'clock he got home. So okay. he's good. How's he, how's he look? He's good. He's, yeah. When he came, when I came home, he was just in bed. So okay. he was resting. So, But he okay. seems fine. So. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm in need of uh almost this uh almost this uh sixty five dollars. Me too. So be- <laughs> I'll take fifty nine if you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh I need a new controller, so another new controller? This guy's a bum, bro. No 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 not another new controller. All right. Your controller uh, it has it's uh the free deficiencies, um, and you know it's just it, it, like it wasn't the best, you know. Listen, I have um, you know I I have another I had one. My own. I had my uh, own, and then this happened to it. You broke it. Let me see. Oh, this guy. Here, I'll give you. I'll give you this one. Uh, if you're okay with 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 um. Not having analog stick. Oh, hold on. not that one. That one's really true. Nope. Nope. Nope.
You know, your mic is, is uh on the computer. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I realized that afterwards. Uh so there's this one. Yeah, this is perfectly fine. The only thing you just this this analog stick just needs a new cover. But other than that, it works fine. It's great. Cause a what? dog got to it. So see there you go. You just take that off and it'd be great. All right. Because this one didn't have it either. <laughs> black but yeah i didn't right. have it so I let's mean, keep I'm going light, let's oh my, you and the light the whole episode the light all right let's finish this episode i think it was a great interview we heard a lot of great stories um i know i had a good time listening it it's, and it's true like i i really have not heard a lot of these stories before so it was very interesting to see like new experiences sure and new points of view huh are you sure it works Cheney, I'm trying to keep going with the episode. We could talk about this later. <laughs> I'm just trying to get her, you know what I'm saying? This guy. All right. So we're going to end the show with our favorite um, segment, You Think You Know. And because we've spent a lot of this episode hearing about um, identity, kind of, and we've heard a lot about Hispanicness and all that kind of stuff, uh, today's uh, You Think You Know is very special. Today, Cheney is going to be a contestant on You Think You Know Puerto Rico. Um, so if you, this is a, if this is new to you as an audience, let me explain how this game, this game works. Um, you think, you know, is a, as a game that we've developed, it's a trivia game where I will ask Cheney 15 questions and he will have 30 seconds to answer those questions. And the, his job is to try and obviously get them right within those 30 seconds. I will only take his first answer. Um, so whatever he says is what I got to take. He can take as much or as little of that 30 seconds as he, as he needs, um, but yeah, so so that's how the game works. And so today, Cheney, all of your questions are uh, about Puerto Rico. You being born in La Isla, you should be uh, well prepared to answer all these questions. So I want to say all that. It's only been a couple yeah, years since I was in La Isla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but you know, we'll just we'll just trust that you're going to do all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so some of these questions are multiple choice. Some of them are not. Again, your time will start once I finish reading. Uh, if it's multiple choice, the end of of the last uh, of the last question. So, uh, are you ready? Yeah. All right, Cheney, what are you doing with your stupid light? This is my ring light. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question numero uno. Question number one. Um, this is a multiple choice question. In what year was Puerto Rico discovered by Europeans? Was it fourteen ninety? 1495, 1942, or 1493? There's a lot of 1400s there. And then 119. This is true. That should tell you something. That it is the 19th. I'm kidding. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1492. Or fourteen ninety three. Ninety three. Are you sure? It doesn't matter whether you're sure or not, because your time is up not... and that's your first answer. Yeah. Um that is correct. Puerto Rico you was discovered funny? You by said 1493. And ninety five, I was like, I'm gonna go in between. Hopefully <laughs> Well, it worked. So you're one for one. Uh <laughs> number two. What was the name that was given to the capital city? 
of Puerto Rico. Uh, let me read how this question is written. Okay. What name, another multiple choice question. What name was given to the capital city by the Spanish? Was it San Juan, Puerto Rico, Patillas, or Caguas? What name was given to the capital city by the Spanish? San Juan, Puerto Rico, Patillas, or Caguas? San Juan? That is incorrect. Are they are they talking like about the whole thing, like what they name it? Yeah, the name of the capital city. The, so the, na- the country's capital city. The country's capital city? Correct. So well, not the country. Well, so uh, yeah. Here's your here's your story. Um, the original name of the island of Puerto Rico was San Juan, and the capital was Puerto Rico. And then they flipped. So it. when so then they flipped it. So the original capital by the Spanish when they were there was Puerto Rico, and then it eventually changed. Ain't nobody say none of the nobody said this to me in my life. I didn't I didn't know it either till I started looking doing the research. So that's so crazy. All right. Question number three. This is a, another multiple choice question. A lot of these are multiple choice. Um, which of the following best describes Puerto Rico? Is it a US Commonwealth? Oh, go. Yeah. A republic, a US state, or a kingdom? A commonwealth. That is correct. Three seconds. You did great. Three seconds. Uh, so you are two for three, sixty-seven percent. You're doing. You're doing great. It's not terrible. Not terrible at all. You're doing well, sir. Uh, question number four: Puerto Rico is part of which island group? Is it the Greater Antilles, the Bermuda Islands, the Lesser Antilles? Or the Lucayan Archipelago. I forget how to pronounce that name all the time. Hold on. Let me look it up so I don't look that dumb. Archipelago. That's what it is. Archipelago. Archipelago? Don't worry about it. It's a fancy word. So is it... Is that one is Puerto Rico part of the Greater Antilles, the Bermuda Islands, the Lesser Antilles, or the the Lucayan Archipelago? Archipelago. Archipelago. Whatever the word is. That one sounds cool, so I'm gonna say archipelago. And you you'd be wrong. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 no. the name of the, the name of the islands it, uh is the Greater Antilles. The Greater Antilles. And, it, Don't well, know what but, Antilles means, but <laughs> that's what it's called. Do you know um like what other islands or whatever combined with that? I'm I'm thinking that that would be Cuba, the Dominican Republic. So all that. So that's what it's called technically, like, and not the, the area. So here it is. Well, the the I think the island or the whole section is the Caribbean, and then this is a subregion inside of the Caribbean. Mm. So oh, it says okay, that makes sense. the Greater Antilles is a grouping of larger islands in the Caribbean Sea, including <laughs> Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Haiti. Uh, Puerto Rico and Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. So all of those as a group are called the Greater Antilles and then it's all inside of the Caribbean. Interesting. Yeah. Two or four. 
I'm okay getting these questions wrong because like, I gotta learn, yeah, and I'll be I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm this, right. this whole episode is all about education. We're doing great. <laughs> question, question number five, another multiple choice question. During the early 1900s, Puerto Rico was one of the major producers of which crop? Onion, corn, sugar, or potato? During the early 1900s, Puerto Rico was one of the major producers of which crop? Onion, corn, sugar. Or potato. Fifteen seconds. I don't know if I'm gonna pull an oven. I want to say sugar, but I also want to say corn. Could be wrong. You got five seconds to figure it out. Sugar. Sugar is correct. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Your connection is really bad, by the way. It's, you're you're really being a robot right now. I know. I it says your internet connection is unstable. So yeah. Well, we're gonna try and get through these next ten questions and hope yep. for the best. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, this is not a multiple choice question because there's five choices. I guess it is multiple choice, but I'm not gonna read you the choices. Um, question uh, number six. Okay. You're you're three for five. Um, Puerto Rico is located in which ocean? So there are only five oceans in the world, so you got five to choose from. You just have to know the names of them. I'm not reading them. 30 seconds. Yeah, the Atlantic, bro. That is correct. <laughs> I was like, oh, technically this is multiple choice, but <laughs> there's literally only five choices possible, so I, I'm not reading them to you. All right. Uh, you are four for six. Four, uh, yeah, four for six. All right, question number seven. You ready? Yes. Which indigenous tribe did the Spaniards find in Puerto Rico? Were they the Sioux, the Araucos, the Tainos, or the Mayans? The Tainos. That is correct. Five for seven. You're doing great. Oh, this might tainos. be your... Listen, all we need to do is ask you questions about Puerto Rico, and you, you're doing great. <laughs> you might have the best score ever. <laughs> okay, uh, question number eight. You are five for seven. Uh, another multiple choice question, although you will probably know it right away just by the question. Um, what is the name of Puerto Rico's rainforest? Do you need the, oh, do you need the multiple no, choice? Uh, okay. The, uh, the Yunque. The El Yunque is correct. Good. Uh, six for eight. Question number nine. What is the national anthem of Puerto Rico? Is it La Boriqueña, Verdeluz, El Jibarito, or La Tierra del Mar y el Sol. La Tierra del Mar y el Sol. You're doing great. You're on a roll. That is incorrect. The national anthem of Puerto Rico is La Boriqueña. La Boriqueña. I had a feeling. I had a feeling it's going to be that, but I was like... Have you ever heard I it? Think that's I, I don't know what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. It's like... Uh, La tierra del boric, en donde nacido yo, and a bunch of other stuff. It was very catchy. You did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are six for nine. Uh, so still doing good. Still doing good. All right. Question number 10. Uh, what country has the same flag as Puerto Rico, but with the colors inverted? Is it Cuba, Cuba, Haiti, Dominican Republic, or Mexico? Cuba. Cuba is correct. 
I didn't know if you would need the multiple choice for that, so I just was throwing it out there. Yeah, our our the star is ours is blue and the stripes are red. With theirs is red yeah. and the stripes are blue. It's literally the exact same flag. It's just well, it's like in South America. I don't know how much you know about. I really like flags. I like looking at them. I can get a lot of countries just by their flag. Um, in in um, South America, Ecuador, Colombia, and Venezuela all oh, have the like blue, the exact same blue. flag the yellow the red and the blue yeah literally two of them are exactly the same i think it's venezuela and colombia are exactly the same just with the one has the little um coat of arms in the middle and the other doesn't and then the other one which i guess would be ecuador i'm not sure if it's one of those three is like instead of the big yellow bar and then the two smaller red and blue ones it's like they're all even yellow, red, and blue, but they're literally the exact same flag. So <laughs> anyway, um, question number 11, you are seven for 10. Um, question number 11, which of the following music styles originated in Puerto Rico? Was it cumbia, salsa, flamenco, or bomba? Salsa. No. That is incorrect. Salsa actually originated in New York. Wait, really? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was Puerto Ricans in New York, but, but it was in New York. It was it in New York. In. Yeah, yeah. Well, so cumbia, cumbia is from Colombia. Uh, from Colombia. Um, salsa from New York. Flamenco is from Spain, and then bomba is from Puerto Rico. Oh, bomba! I yeah. knew that. I just didn't understand. Oh, okay. That's I knew right. that. It's probably my fault. <laughs> I was like, um, what the heck is, I was either Bomba or Bomba, and I was like, huh, but now it makes sense, because I know what Bomba is. Okay. Okay. Uh, question, <laughs> you are 7 for 11, I think? Yes. Okay. Hey, you got to beat, you got to get this, all four of these next questions right to get 11 out of 15. So just to beat our average score. Uh, um, Question number 12. Not a multiple choice question because you're going to be able to answer as soon as I finish the question. Uh, What is the name of the frog that can only be found in Puerto Rico? Coqui? 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 The only thing I know about the Coqui is that song from Dora. There's a whole episode about the Coqui (laughs) and she just, Coqui, 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 Kiki, Kiki. I remember that from my childhood, that stupid song. Um, (laughs) So that's correct. Um, You are eight for 12. Uh, Next question, question number 13. San Juan is home to the largest rum distillery in the world. What is the name of that rum brand? Is it Bacardi, Captain Morgan, El Dorado, or Don Q? Bacardi. That is correct. Did you know that? I did. Alcoholic. Uh, isn't isn't the the <laughs> thing on Bacardi? What the distillery? Like that tower thing, Majigger. I don't know, Chini. I don't be drinking like that. So you know what I'm saying. You lying ass. I, I don't. Mean, yeah, even, don't no, drinking. it didn't even like that. He don't be drinking. See, I mean, you, sound I was like lying. My, you sound like my mother. I don't even be drinking like that. Chill. It is like a bat, I think, the picture on the oh, Bacardi label. Oh, yeah, I, can't really, I can't really tell what it is. It's, it's like a bat, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it, that's literally what it is. The, the word bat in Spanish is such a fun word. 
Murcielago. Murcielago. Such a fun word. It's I like, like that. I like that word. Yeah, yes. it sounds so cool. So one of my students asked me yesterday what my favorite English word was. And I was going to tell him Spanish word too, but it's hard. I like a lot of words. One of my favorite Spanish words are two. One, cacahuete. That's why I don't know why that's, that's why my animal. Yep. Is, yep. yep. It's one of my favorites. Also, the word for peach, of those two words for peach, but the one is really fun. Melocotón. It's a great, it's just a great word. Melocotón. That's what a word. It's just fun. The other word is durazno is also how they say peach, but. Anyway, I've never heard of any of those to be honest. <laughs> All right, you are nine for 13, I think. So, this yeah. is question number 14. Um, what is the this is multiple choice, so listen carefully. What is the national dish of Puerto Rico? Is it mofongo, lechon asado, alcapurias, or arroz con gandules? Can I say yes? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Let's look, when I was doing this, trying to find another question, it's like, these are the top five. Well, there's another one that I skipped, but these are the top five foods in Puerto Rico. But only one of those four that I just read to you is the national dish. So is it mofongo, lechon asado, alcapurrias, or arroz con gandules? Three seconds. Le- lechon asado is technically, and that's what we all eat because that's freaking and then i got puri as the big thing arroz con gandule is i mean that is the biggest like christmas thing what was the mofongo mofongo was the other one (laughs) your time is up so i'm gonna need an answer uh it is are you sure i can't say yes (laughs) um yes i'm sure you cannot say yes Yes? Okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> um, all right, I'll say Mofongo. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. The correct answer... You can't do that to me. Do you... Do... <laughs> I'm just going... I'm just going by what it said on Google. So take it up with whoever started Google. I don't have the answer for Look, you. Excuse my French, everyone, but... <laughs> The correct answer, the national dish of Puerto Rico is arroz con gandules. So you're telling me I pulled it open. That's what you're telling me. That is what you're telling me. That is what you yes. I'm telling you, I mean. You're 11 for 14. I'm sorry. You are 9 for 14. Got to get this one to at least stay at the average. Question number 15. And you think you know Puerto Rico. What is the nickname of Puerto Rico. Is it the Island of Enchantment, the Pearl of the Antilles, the Land of the Hummingbird, or the Old Colony? Where have we got a hummingbird from? La Isla del Encanto, papa. I didn't think you were going to get that one. That is correct, the Island of Enchantment. That oh, is correct. Isla del Encanto. I, I thought I was hoping because one of the questions said something about the Antilles is a greater like you would go for the Pearl of the Antilles, which is actually the nickname of Cuba. Um, mm. The land of the hummingbird, I forget what that was. I'm it was um, what, what, what does this look like? Uh, uh, oh, that's Mockingjay. Never mind. What am I wrong, anyways? And then the old colony I stole from, I think, is Maine. 
Wait, what was that hummingbird one? The land of the hummingbird. Trinidad? Oh, Trinidad and Tobago. That's right. Yep. I just was looking for random stuff. So you got it. 10 for 15. Not as bad as the as the fast food episode because the answers were not McDonald's. Wow. But you're you're average. You were just average. You are average had, in your wow. knowledge of Puerto Rico. I should have gotten a bomba and I should have gotten a fucking arroz con gallina. You're right, but you didn't. So <laughs> oh well, this has been another episode of Afro Latinos. Very informative. And still a lot of fun uh, at the same time. So uh, make sure you check us out wherever digital podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of the above. Check us out on Facebook and on our YouTube page at Afro Latinos. We got some really exciting collaborations coming up. Really, really exciting things that, that uh, we're going to be having some new content for you guys. So um, without further ado, this has been another episode of Afro Latinos with your co-host, Alvin. And Chandler. Peace out, Joe.